are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Be sure to follow my co-host, Marcus Mosher, on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And, of course, give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us those five-star reviews wherever you listen. Marcus, we have survived round one of the NFL draft. We finally have some answers for our dynasty teams. We do. It was a fun night of the NFL draft. We had some players land in some great situations. Uh, Then we had some other ones land in some less than ideal ones, and we're going to talk about them coming up. Absolutely. Let's just like break it down position by position. You're right. We had some some peaks and valleys last night. Uh, still plenty, plenty to come in day two of the NFL draft. I mean, lots of fantasy relevant picks still available on the board. So we could we could be in for another roller coaster, but that's OK. We have a lot of really big answers um, for like the first round of our dynasty drafts, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. I- yeah, I think we're pretty much set, right? I don't. Th- I actually don't think things changed too much from what we saw last night. No, I think I think we're we're pretty pretty much taken care of in terms of the first round. Let's just kick it off. We got the quarterback, so I feel like we don't need to talk much about Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. We knew where they're go- like there were no mm-hmm. questions there. Um, so let's talk about uh, Mr. McCorkle, mm-hmm. Mac Jones. How do you feel that he ended up with the Patriots? It's officially official. They did not have to trade up for Mac Jones, which I think is just wild. Um, I didn't expect him to fall to to 15, but uh, it, it seems like the Patriots just sort of got their guy and he fell right into their laps. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it matters too much from a dynasty perspective I, I think he's going to be fine I think he's going to be unspectacular I think obviously in some ways we were hoping Kate that he would end up in San Francisco but at the same time Trey Lance is just a much better fit so I think he has quarterback two value but not much more than that I actually think uh, I, I think it's definitely an interesting fit uh, not not like an exciting fit but we're looking at a system that is sort of catered to uh, the, I mean, I've heard the uh, lazy comparison of Mac Jones to Tom Brady, but like, let's just look from playing style, uh, like straight up, we're, we're looking at a, a quarterback uh, and a coach who's used to working with a quarterback that stays in the pocket. Um, and I mean, Bill Belichick, his system has worked really well in terms of uh, adapting that offense to that, that maybe lack of mobility. Um, so I think from uh, maybe an offensive standpoint that that might actually be kind of good. Um, you know, maybe if he had ended up in the 49ers, we'd be excited about the landing spot, but I don't think Mac Jones fits as much of what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. Despite right? the media telling how much he does, right? That's it's so funny. It's ridiculous. But, um <laughs> Can we talk about Trey Lance? Because I think this is the the one that's really exciting to me, Kate, is Trey Lance in that offense with Kyle Shanahan. um, That's a lot of fun. And now I I think we could have a debate. Who's the QB2 in this class? Is it Justin Fields in Chicago or is it Trey Lance in San Francisco? Or is Trey Lance QB1? And the question I think actually is, um, 
I think it comes down to what do you what are you expecting from Trey Lance year one? Over under number of games started, uh, let's say eight, eight point five in twenty twenty one for Trey Lance. Probably over, but I kind of hope he sits for a while. I, I think that would be very beneficial to him. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, he sat almost all of 2020. Why would you want to sit him in 2021? Because I think it's going to take him some time to learn that offense and just get up to the speed. He's going to need as many practice reps as possible. But I do think the 49ers are going to want to see him play right away. And I think they know that their best chance of competing for a Super Bowl is is getting him ready to go by the end of the 2021 season, so he's ready for 2022. I do think we'll see Trey Lance sooner rather than later. Now, if you know, uh, let's say let's say he does play eight games on the nose. If you know he's only playing eight games on the nose, does that change where he would be drafted? Obviously, Dynasty, we're looking for long-term investment. Um, does, does that knowledge, knowing that you won't have him, uh, are you – you potentially wouldn't have him early on in the season. Does that bump him down your draft boards at all? No, no, I don't think so. Because when you're drafting quarterbacks, it's the idea that you're going to have him for 10, 12 years. Um, I think I still think Lance in that offense, the ceiling is so high that I'm fine waiting the first half of the season. I'm fine if I take him in, in super flex leagues very, very early and just know, yeah, I'm probably not going to get anything from him in the first you know, half of my season and that's okay. I, I honestly don't mind because I think the ceiling is so high. And if you're patient here, you're going to get a QB1. Okay. I haven't I haven't worked out all of my feelings uh, towards the, the situation. But definitely, if you're looking for, for scheme fit um, and just uh, offensive creativity, I think the 49ers are just about the, the most perfect place. Um, what about Justin Fields to the Bears? I don't think any mm-hmm. of us were talking about that potential fit. Um, but not super pumped, um, to, to say the least, uh, you know, I think it's an interesting, uh, interesting prospect because we haven't really seen what Matt Nagy can actually, uh, do, or maybe this is what he can do. Uh, I think we all envisioned him as this much more creative offensive mind, uh, who was going to be a, an excellent head coach, but we haven't seen any of that creativity. And when we did, it just went haywire. Um, tried to get too cute at times. With the the strength of their defense, um, and I j- they're just not going to employ a, a very pass-heavy scheme in Chicago, I think, as long as that defense continues to be um, on the up and up. I, I don't see the immediate upside for Justin Fields. Do you believe, uh, was it Matt Nagy who was saying uh, Andy Dalton is QB1 still? You know, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't um, but I I got to say for Andy Dalton, man, that sucks. Because um, yeah. he seemed really, really <laughs> confident that he was coming in there yeah. to be the guy. And Just be happy with the $10 million, Andy. You'll be, you'll be all right. I'll, yeah, um, I'll take $10 million uh, and and you know what? You get to relax a little bit. <laughs> Pressure's off your shoulders, bud. Um, I I could picture other fits that I like better for Justin Fields, but I think for fantasy purposes, I mean, he's got the rushing upside no matter what. Yeah, I don't hate the fit. I do think there are some things in that offense that can really benefit him. I mean, listen, Kate, we saw (laughs) Mitch Trubisky, when he played, had a lot of 
fantasy value, right? Whenever he was the starting quarterback, he was actually very valuable to us. And obviously, I think Justin Fields is far more talented. I, I think it's actually a pretty decent landing spot. They have Allen Robinson. They've got Darnell Mooney, who can provide some speed. Uh, Cole Komet is in the second year uh, you know, of his career. It's, it's not the worst situation. Um, it's not the most ideal either, but I, I, I don't hate it. Now, uh, my goal, uh, what I think would be just so stellar, we heard from the Falcons that they are willing to move on from Julio Jones. Say they sent Julio Jones to the Bears. Uh, and and gave Justin Fields a true dominant wide receiver one. Uh, I mean, obviously, you do have Allen Robinson there, at least for this year, um, it, assuming he signs the, the franchise tag and plays on that tag. Um, but, I mean, from a long-term perspective, you don't have a ton of playmakers on that team. You know, I, I think we yeah. have a lot of yeah. potential playmakers, but nothing dominant so god if they if they made a play if they just said you know what we're going all in uh we want to give justin fields every shot possible let's trade uh what do they even have to trade at this point uh they do have a couple picks still so they've they've got some stuff but so if they went up and got let's say an elijah moore like i think that would make a ton of sense right or maybe they go up and get kate like terrace marshall who's falling a little bit you know another big body receiver that can play in the slot that would make some sense as well. And I do think Chicago is going to try to do everything they can to to allow Fields to succeed. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk about some running backs. Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code Locked On. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On, for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking about the NFL Draft. Round one is in the books. Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, two running backs drafted in round one. Najee, we knew. Uh, Pittsburgh was not transparent in any stretch of the imagination in terms of uh, keeping that a secret. They wanted to draft Najee. They did. Rapid reactions to both picks, Etienne to Jacksonville, Najee to Pittsburgh. Well, we talked about Travis Etienne last week, Kate, as potentially landing in Jacksonville because the thought process was behind it, you know, they drafted Trevor Lawrence. Let's give him, you know, a his teammate and help the transition there. I, I, don't, I still don't like the pick. And I think Urban Meyer's explanation after the draft makes me even more worried because, again, I've been pretty 
pretty adamant. I think Travis Etienne is the best running back in this class. But then you hear Urban Meyer say, hey, we're going to use him as a third down back, and James Robinson and Carlos Hyde are going to carry the load on first and second down. And that does not make me feel great. <laughs> I mean, Anytime you that, mention that, Carlos Hyde in the same sentence as Travis Etienne, like, something's gone south. And that's what makes me so nervous is, okay, is Jacksonville really going to lean into ETM being the workhorse back? We know James Robinson was efficient last year. Carlos Hyde went to Ohio State, so that probably matters, unfortunately. But <laughs> I, I, I just, man, I was hoping for something different. I, I was hoping not Jacksonville. And I think, I think now, I, I didn't want to admit this before, but I think there is a pretty significant gap in our dynasty drafts between Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. It was just a, an awful, awful landing spot for him. Yeah, and I definitely think this could be the the tipping point on on day three as we see where Javante Williams goes. Uh, that could be a real tear break between Najee, uh, Javante Williams, and then Travis Etienne. Definitely a lot to be concerned about. How about Najee to Pittsburgh? Because as a, a fantasy football player, as a huge fan of Najee Harris, yep. as a Pittsburgh fan, like obviously there are so many holes that they need to address right now. Uh, but it, offensive line, we'll worry about the offensive line a little bit later. Still plenty of offensive linemen left on the board uh, that could make a difference for the Pittsburgh Steelers here in round two. Yeah, so obviously we can talk about how drafting a running back at 24 with Pittsburgh's offensive line being in shambles wow, wow, doesn't wow. make a ton of Yeah, but let's be freaking excited about this from a dynasty perspective, Kate. Like, this is the 101 by quite a bit now. And I think Najee landed in a situation where he's going to get fed, and he is going to get fed a ton. And I do think he is a good scheme fit. And I think it's very likely that he's going to see – 40 receptions at the very lowest this year. I mean, Kate, couldn't you envision a scenario where Roethlisberger just loves dumping the ball off to him and allowing him to work and him to get, you know, getting 50 to 60 receptions as a rookie? Oh, absolutely. When you're looking at just what they accomplished in, in college, obviously ETN was, was the better receiver um, coming out of school, but Najee Harris actually on, on, his receptions had like 10 more fist, uh, force missed tackles than Travis Etienne did. He he can make plays after the catch. Um, he's just so hard to bring down. He plays with such strength. I mean, let's be real when we're talking about this. Like, first of all, like you said, um, I, I think it's a good scheme fit. I think he has potential um, just to come in. And I think if he's if he's healthy and on the field, I don't think there's any way he doesn't emerge from his rookie season with at least 300 touches. Oh, yeah. And I actually wouldn't be shocked if it's far more than that, Kate. Like, the reason they drafted Najee Harris at 24 is because they want to give him a huge workload as a rookie. And who is there to steal snaps from him? Like, I, Benny Snell is not it, right? And they're not going to take Najee off the field for Benny Snell. McFarlane might get a few touches here and there, but this is this is an offense that is going to run through Najee. And he should have a monster, monster rookie year. And let's take it back to just what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. Uh, I feel like we have this conversation every single year, and it, the the answers never change. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, they like to have a workhorse running back, and that's just the way mm-hmm. they run their offense. They're kind of old school that way. They like to have a guy uh, who's the guy, and Najee Harris is obviously going to be the guy. 
Um, like Benny Snell, not a thing. Uh, poor old Jalen Samuels, uh, where is he in the universe? I don't know. Um, but there's there's just no competition there for touches by any stretch of the imagination. Najee's the guy, and uh, he's. I couldn't be happier about this landing spot for Dynasty, even with the questions about Ben Roethlisberger's uh, potential retirement and the questions about the offensive line. We saw the, the offensive line in absolute shambles mm-hmm. this past yeah. season, but we still saw some, some uh, capable games when James Conner was – healthy and on the field uh, he actually produced uh, if you're looking at like that span between uh, you know weeks two and 11 any game where he had over 50 percent of offensive snaps he was pretty productive for fantasy borderline rb1 rb2 and i think the universe uh, in dynasty would agree that Najee harris has a leg up on james connor <laughs> in terms of talent so yeah i, I don't get what everybody's complaining about guys <laughs> just kind of instant gut reaction. Where do we rank Najee in startups? Like we, we're at running back, like ahead of JK Dobbins. Yes. I, okay. Ahead of Cam Akers. Yep. Okay. Ahead of Derrick Henry. No. Oh, maybe. Okay. Oh God. I, I don't think it, I realized it, how, how high I was on. How about, how about Swift? Ahead of the yes. Swift? Yes. So, Kate, you're talking about him as like a top six or seven dynasty running back already. Crap. <laughs> no, no, that's My good. lord. That's, oh, my gosh. That's the thing. is that I th- That's why we like this landing spot is because now we've got another legitimate, I think, at, at the worst top 12 running back. It's a, it's very exciting to, to have one of these guys now back into our uh, league. Yeah, I would say outside of uh, let's go Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, it's it's Najee Harris for me. Um, wow, mm-hmm. RB6. So he is my dynasty RB6. Guess we just established that. Uh, <laughs> I just think there's no no threat um, beyond I, like when we're looking at you know just locks for production um, and and locks for touches. I don't think that there's any other guarantee outside of that top uh, five that I mentioned besides mm. Najee. I think Najee's the guy. Yep. Yep. I, I think so as well. It's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Najee. So scary to, to uh, commit myself like that uh, here live on the show, but that that's all right. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm, I'm going to dig my heels into this one. Najee Harris, RB6 for my dynasty rankings. I'm going to update those later today. Uh, Let's take another quick break, and then we'll talk about some of the receivers and where they landed in yesterday's round one NFL draft. Hey, Locked on Dynasty fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels, increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat killer ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are here to talk about the NFL Draft. We've talked quarterbacks. We've talked the running backs. 
Now, give me your reaction for the receivers. Uh, we had several. I, we went on a real offensive run right off the bat. Saw Kyle Pitts to Florida, Jamar Chase to uh, uh, the Bengals, Jalen Waddle, Dolphins. It, what's your favorite fit out of all of the wide receivers we saw go on day one? Ooh, um, I'm, I'm including Kyle Pitts in this conversation. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts is, I think, the answer for me. I also love Jamar Chase going to Cincinnati. Sorry, T. Higgins owners. I just <laughs> think that makes so much sense. Uh, I, I think Chase is somebody who is going to get absolutely fed in that offense. I think he's going to be the target hog right away. Um, I, I just think he's he's going to be an absolutely incredible. Kyle Pitts landing in Atlanta. I, I think we talked about this on our show on Monday. That's probably the best situation for him, like inside the top 10. Uh, on an offense that's already really good and established, there's weapons that are going to take some of the attention away. You're talking about a guy that you probably already will rank inside the top six or seven tight ends on a weekly basis. So Chase and uh, in Pitts, I really liked a lot, a lot. The rest of them, Kate, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how to feel about Waddle and Tony and Smith and Bateman. I, I, I don't think I feel great. So um, let's go back to Kyle Pitts for one second. So um, I – live ranked Najee on the, on the podcast. Now I want you to live rank Kyle Pitts. Um, let's say, yeah. uh, uh, who would you prefer Kyle Pitts or Darren Waller? Uh, probably Kyle Pitts, but it's close. Uh, Kyle Pitts or Mark Andrews. Kyle Pitts easily, easily Kyle Pitts or TJ Hawkinson. Oh, Kyle Pitts. And I think after that, there's a significant gap. Waller's interesting. What about Kate, Noah Fant? Oh, my gosh. Get out of here. Get <laughs> out of here. Um, the Waller one's tough because I think Waller is going to give us three or four ridiculously good years over the next, you know, I mean, over the next three or four years. And he's an offense that's designed for him to absolutely thrive. Um, however, Pitts' ceiling is just higher. He might even be a better player day one, Kate. He, he really might be. So just just to walk this back, um, Najee Harris, RB6, and Kyle Pitts, um, fringe tight end three in Dynasty, is where this conversation just ranked him. Mm-hmm. Don't hate it. Um, don't, don't hate that at all. I just think the ceiling is so freaking high. Never in NFL history have you seen a tight end drafted higher in the NFL draft. Only 20 years old. 20 years old. Mm. The He didn't, uh, he couldn't even have a drink to celebrate the, <laughs> uh, he couldn't even pop a bottle of champagne to celebrate the pimples fact. pimples on his face, yep. Yes, yep. like he's, he's a baby and we've already seen just how uh, rare, uh, like physically inclined he is. He's just, he is such a beast. Um, love that fit. I think of the night uh, I, I'll pick my least favorite landing spot, and then I want you to do the same before we cut out. Kadarius Tony to the Giants. Not loving this pick, um, but both for Kadarius Tony and for the Giants. Uh, I was expecting the Giants to make some sort of move at wide receiver. But I'm going to be honest, I really thought that they would go for a more polished wide receiver. I could have pictured uh, Rashad Bateman going yep. there and having yep. a more immediate impact. I think 
we've seen, uh, I think the theme for the Giants is that they want to give Daniel Jones a chance. Uh, they got him a true wide receiver one. If we were going to get, you know, another weapon in that offense for him, I would have, you know, just pictured them grabbing somebody that I think is just more NFL ready. He's a prime physical specimen, but I just don't know what to expect from him in that offense, especially when you do have a dominant wide receiver one ahead of him. He's not polished. Um, I, I just think there there could have been better picks there on both sides of the ball, both for Kadarius Tony. I said before, I, I really was hoping he would go to Lamar Jackson. I thought that would be a really fun mm-hmm. fit. Um, but also just for the Giants in terms of uh, getting Daniel Jones a weapon, I, I want somebody who's more pro I also, <laughs> I know who the offensive coordinator is there with the Giants, and it's Jason Garrett. And let me tell you this, uh, he has never, <laughs> ever figured out how to use this type of player outside of giving them the occasional jet sweep or reverse once or twice a game. I, I don't get it, Kate. Um, you, you put him in an offense with Kenny Galladay, who's going to be the target monster. You have Sterling Shepard in the slot. They like Darius Slayton as a deep threat. I think they're just going to throw screens and give him a couple jet, jet you know, reverses or jet sweeps and reverses, and they'll hope that makes the offense more explosive. It's an awful, awful landing spot for Darius Tony. You'll absolutely love the first-round draft capital, but I don't think you could have landed in a worse spot. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, I don't know that they're going to be able to uh, develop him in the way that he needs developing. Um, g- give me your pick for worst it, fit, it, or is Tony, it Darius um, Tony? The, the Devontae Smith one is still interesting to me, though, because, I mean, the Eagles traded up. And now you've got him and Jalen Rager with Jalen Hurts. And it just feels it. they need the right quarterback to make those guys work. They need they need a quarterback that can be a precision packer, passer that can throw with anticipation um, and not somebody who's going to turn every play into a, you know, basically a, a backyard football thing. And I like, I, I like Jalen Hurts from a dynasty perspective. I liked him when he was out of Oklahoma. I liked him at Alabama. It just doesn't feel like the best fit with Devontae Smith and Rager. So I, I think that one has me a little, you know, feeling a little bit uh, less than stellar about it. All right. That is our show for today. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Enjoy round two and three of the NFL draft. Uh, well, I guess by the time we, we talk to you all once again, um, we are going to be all the way through. So we'll have all of the answers we need for our dynasty teams. We will talk more next week. Uh, Just stay tuned and and let us know some of your favorite fits. Leave us those reviews and then uh, be sure to check in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell here to help you build the ultimate dynasty roster right along with us. We will see you on Monday.